Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send in to us. All the releases that we listen to are a year or less old. The format for the show is as follows. We got 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice and we usually get through between five and seven of them. Then we just give our honest reactions on them. Sometimes we hate shit. Sometimes we love it. Sometimes we don't care about it. But either way, the main reason that we do this is because we very much enjoy punk and hardcore. We like to talk about it and uh, hopefully give people an excuse to be a little bit more proactive about seeking out new music and make it a little bit easier on them. Uh, And that's really all there is to the show. Other than, as I have stated before, our long preambles and uh, various diatribes and sidebars throughout the show, it's basically about punk rock music. Um, I don't have a whole lot of things that uh, that are on my mind this weekend, Nothing, I nothing's guess. Nothing's come up this week? Not, not really. Not, yeah. not really. I mean, th- things, you know, the status quo is more or less the same. Um, you know, cops are still killing innocent black people in the streets. People are still marching about it. It seems people are still invigorated, um, rightfully so, about this sort of stuff and uh, keeping the m- momentum going on that. So, you know, we're not really a current events podcast, but we usually try to at least address shit if, uh, if there's something especially pertinent. And this is something that should be pertinent to pr- pretty much anybody with a... Um, brain so uh so yeah other than the obvious um not a whole lot going on Uh, certainly not a whole lot going on in my personal life yeah well i think maybe you know it has been intense um we should get ourselves in the right mindset maybe exchange some pleasantries (laughs) okay it's beautiful out today. Today was about as um, nice as you could possibly get. It's all the warmer it ever needs to be today. Um, yeah. That's awfully pleasant. <laughs> that it is awfully pleasant. I spent most of the day um, out in it. I did. Uh, I did some regional thrifting today. Just tried to hit up some spots out of town. Um, I didn't. I unfortunately found absolutely nothing. Um, but uh, but nonetheless, I think one of my favorite things. I actually. I was actually thinking. I guess this is this is pleasant. Um, I was thinking as I was driving between um, the towns of Decatur and Huntington today. Um, on the open road, I was listening to Lifetime and I was thinking, you know, if life didn't consist of anything more than just this, just driving on a sunny day, listening to Lifetime, um, I think I'd be fine with that. I, yeah. I don't, I don't think I could ask for a whole lot more. This is, I just felt, uh, I felt very content in my existence right there. And I just thought to myself, man, I really don't need a whole lot out of this life. I just need the bare minimum and I'm really good to go. Yeah. I mean, that's. That's almost plant-like in its in its simplicity, right? <laughs> it, it is, yes. <laughs> right? Plants don't need much, dirt, water, and sun, right? Right, yeah. And they're good. They're good to go. Mm-hmm. Plants can't hate, as far as we know. As far as we know. <laughs> if only we were all plants. <laughs> If only it's now. Now it sounds like you're veering into the into the um, territory of Batman villain, <laughs> because this that sort of that line of thinking could easily lead to a harebrained scheme in which some sort of ray gun um, shot across the uh, the body of the, the the northern United States could turn half of the country into plants. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, 
it's easy to sympathize with uh, that sentiment, you know? It is. I, I always found myself relating far more to like uh, Ra's al Ghul and Poison Ivy than I did to Batman in those subplots. Yeah. Well, Batman's a piece of shit too, because, <laughs> you know, he's got all this billions of dollars and shit. And what's he spend it on? Making fucking weapons for himself and beating the fuck out of people. Yeah. Mo- yeah. Mostly just, you know, poor, <laughs> like working class people that find themselves in positions of crime just purely by the un- dis- the misfortune of their circumstances. You right. Know? And then he draws disaster upon his hometown by right. making a fucking international phenomenon of himself. <laughs> right. This right? is true. Yes. Like if he would have just taken, if Bruce Wayne would have just taken his billions mm-hmm. and invested it into making Gotham a better place. And I'm not talking a nicer looking place. I mean a better fucking place. Right. Right. He'd have done far more than he ever could as the Batman. <laughs> Right? That's, that's true. But then we all he have- ever did as a Batman was fucking bang his head against the wall and fucking and fucking knock people's teeth out of their head. He didn't solve a goddamn thing. <laughs> yeah, the um, the political efficacy of Batman as a figure um, is certainly debatable. Um, <laughs> I uh, Batman's about my favorite superhero. I will say if he took the uh, the road that you just described, we wouldn't have a very exciting comic book. No, but, but I, you'd have a better a better world. We, you would have a better world. So if Batman arose in the real world, I would resent the individual who was uh, who was doing it. But yeah. as a comic book character, I'm I'm happy to read his uh, about his adventures and escapades. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, I will I, I will do a, a quick self plug here, just because we have a, a fairly diverse um, and wide audience, and I know that there are plenty of comic book nerds in our audience who may not have any way to know about this otherwise. But I'm doing I'm doing a shirt, a uh, comic book related shirt. Um, I finally decided to take the plunge um, into the into the t shirt bootleg game that so many other aging hardcore individuals seem to be tackling. But instead of just doing more, you know, old NYHC designs and shit, I decided why not do a thing that I have a lot of love for, um, but don't have any desire to spend hundreds of dollars on vintage comic book shirts. So I decided, you know what, I'm just gonna do like limited high quality prints of old comic book art that I would either have liked to have seen on t-shirts that never found its way to t-shirts or that is so prohibitively expensive that nobody in their right mind would spend money on it. And I, I was spurred on to action because I was rereading the old 1987 uh, miniseries Wild Dog earlier this year, which was sort of DC's answer to the Punisher. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a vigilante based out of uh, Quad Cities, Iowa who just saw, like I said, it was like a four-issue miniseries, then he had one special, then he appeared in like several uh, DC anthologies. Um, And I really like the character a lot, and some of the artwork from it and the imagery from it is really fucking good, but obviously it was something that niche never found its way to any T-shirts, and there was a particular image I wanted to throw on a T-shirt. So I finally just did it. I just uh, went ahead and got a put made up a mock-up, sent it over to the printer, got a quote, approved the uh, proofs for it, and I put the pre-orders up for it today. So by the time you're hearing this, it will the pre-orders will have been up for a day or two. But uh, it's Earth One, spelled out E-A-R-T-H-1-O-N-E, apparel, 
www.bigcartel.com and it's up for pre-order for like a week and i'm just gonna after a week i'll take them down however many i sell i sell and then if i sell enough of them i'm just hoping it becomes a self-sustaining endeavor i'm thinking about maybe doing some alpha flight stuff next i just kind of want to do some i i thought about doing maybe some love and rocket stuff maybe some tank girl stuff i just want to do shit that's kind of from the slightly more obscure um reaches of 80s and 90s comic books that would make cool t-shirts uh and make them actually affordable so there you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's what's popping in my life. Okay. That's pretty pleasant. Yeah, that is pleasant. Um, what else? I've been fishing. That's a pleasant activity. It is a very... I miss fishing actually quite a lot. I'll tell you that. Yeah. It's easy to do. All you got to do is get a rod and a hook and, and stab it through a worm and throw it out there for a fish to jam in his mouth. That That's true. I I, I just... Uh, I can't justify it. Based on the, you know, the my, my vegan ethos, um, but it is a pastime that I actually miss just because it's very relaxing and pleasant. Well, I'm going to put you at ease. Mm. Fish don't count. <laughs> well, right. my, mo- my mom actually growing up in the Nirvana song, Something in the Way, um, she there's the line, um, it's okay to eat fish because they don't have any feelings. And she always heard it because Kurt, Kurt Cobain was a mumbler. Um, she always heard it as it's okay to eat fish cause they don't have any feet. And she always okay. wondered why it was that an animal not having feet disqualified it from, you know, consideration, but there you go. Evidently fish don't count. So I guess I can go fishing. They don't count at all, especially if you're fishing. Right. I mean, you got to draw the line somewhere, right? You ain't worried about <laughs> fucking ants and shit when you're walking down the street. Right. Uh-huh. Right. You ain't worried about fucking bugs you're hitting with your car. Sure. You ain't worried about a fucking centipede or a roach that you're going to kill in your house. Right. You got to draw the line somewhere. Sure. Fish is just fine. Fish are what I, what I refer to basically meat robots. Right. Right. Okay. Well, so, fair, fair enough. Know, catch them. Catch them. <laughs> fucking give them hell. Um, look at them. Throw them away. Just totally for your pleasure. Right. Okay. Right? Cool. Well, I'll take that into consideration for sure. Um, I got that's what, what else? Oh, so here's something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're driving along and you st- stop at a red light or something like that. And yeah. uh, there's a car in front of you, right? You're not really paying any mind. And then suddenly like a huge cloud of vape smoke comes or vape vapor comes out of the fucking window. Yeah. Every time I see that, every single time I see that, I mutter to myself, of course, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I have a very similar reaction. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the car looks like, right? It doesn't yeah. matter how in in inconspicuous, inoffensive, and ordinary the person driving it is. As soon as I see the vape cloud, I knew that I was right all along. Just a worthless <laughs> piece of shit. Yeah, it is definitely one of the things that it 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 um reinforces the sort of confirmation bias I already have about people being shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, when yeah, I yeah. See the vape cloud. <laughs> right, right. Because it's 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 such an an ignominious activity. <laughs> it really is, man. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard not to. It's it's very hard for me not to um immediately put put like a giant X in the box next to somebody's face. Um, when I see the, uh, the vape. Definitely. Especially because there are other alternatives, um, 
to getting a nick getting your nicotine fix uh that are far more inconspicuous you know um, here's here's the best one the mm-hmm. fucking patch. You don't have to do anything. That's what right? I was going to say. You don't, yeah. have to, you don't have to inhale anything. You don't have to put any fucking carcinogens in your fucking mouth. You don't have to do shit. All you do is put it on your fucking your skin and it gives you sweet nicotine 24-7. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, that's, uh, that's yeah, that's probably the top choice. If you really want to interact with your nicotine products, I guess you can chew nicotine gum, you know? Yeah, but like... Nicotine doesn't taste good. No, it doesn't. Right? They don't taste good. Right. So so it just, again, if you see somebody that wants to actively consume nicotine, right, Mm -hmm. instead of taking the easy route of passive consumption through transdermal application, Mm -hmm. right, then you know they're a piece of shit because they're trying. They're trying too far, too hard. They're flying that flag. They're putting it out there. Hey, check out, check this out. Check out what I like to do. Yeah, that's true. And if you're flying the flag for uh, tobacco products in 2020, you are uh, a backwards moron. <laughs> yes, you certainly are. Yeah, you sure are. And um, I'm sure we have some smokers in the audience, but for the love of Christ, respect yourself and the world around you a little bit more. That's all I ask. I don't ask a lot. I do not have, I mean, I was going to say I don't have high standards for the people around me. I actually do. I have... Um, prohibitively high standards so much so that I've had the exact same friend group for 15 years plus, but it works. It works, right? It works. (laughs) It works very well. Um, so that, that aside, by and large, I certainly don't have high standards for, for strangers, right? right? I just want people to be generally, um, unobtrusive, right? Stay out of my way. Uh, be pleasant enough, not even pleasant, just be ambivalent to my existence. That's fine. I don't give a shit as long as you're not button heads with me. But at the very least, the very least you can do is not fucking smoke cigarettes. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's like it's so fucking easy, right? Especially because you can still feel good and be healthy with a fucking patch. Yeah, there you go, man. There's no excuse. Um, if you're smoking cigarettes, you look like shit, you smell like shit, you're wasting your money, you're subjugating those around you to horrid smells and cancer-causing carcinogens. It's a selfish act. It's a stupid act. It's, uh, there's nothing good about it. If you're smoking cigarettes in 2020, reassess your fucking life. Hey, it, it, it's not 1952, James Dean. Yeah, no. Nope. Right? It's not cool anymore, man. And, and, not at all. And... and it isn't, we're not in the Watchmen either. So vaping isn't fucking cool because they have like those fucking vape pipes or whatever in the Watchmen. Yeah. Right. That right. That's not cool. No, right? it's not. It is like, you look like such a fucking weirdo with that little goddamn box that you furtively hide in your palm and like suck on. Right. It's and very, then it's very dystopian too. Man. It's, it really is. It's like, it's like Blade Runner and Blade Runner. The movie is cool. Living in the world of Blade Runner is not, <laughs> not at all. No, right. Not at all. Um, I watched a really good uh, Australian dystopian film that I would recommend to anybody who's interested in that kind of stuff, by the way, uh, the Rover. Hmm. It's really, really fucking good, man. It is, uh, it's brutal. It's, it's very unforgiving. It's got, it stars Guy Pierce and, uh, Robert Pattinson. And, um, it's basically, I, I think 
it's one of the more accurate portrayals of what life would probably be like um, in a post-collapse situation in that um, the world is just filled with absolute debauchery. And more than anything, uh, I think what permeates society uh, and like the, the, the mentality of, of those left that are comprising society as it exists in that, in that um, world is just total indifference to the suffering of others. I think that would be the true, the truly horrifying thing to witness in the sort of a post-collapse, post-apocalyptic scenario. And I think this movie captures it very, very well. So if you're a fan of the post-apocalyptic genre, I would definitely recommend The Rover. It's well, on Netflix. So I'll check it out. I, I prefer, um, some, I'm looking at pictures of it right now. Mm-hmm. And it it looks like a zombie movie without zombies. Yeah, it's not though. It it definitely doesn't have the vibe of a zombie movie. Okay, because I I I never I never want to fucking see anything zombie related ever again. Nah, it's not it's not zombie movie esque. It's it's more like uh, it's like a revenge film that's just sort of set in the post apocalypse. All right. It's good. It's really good. Now, I do prefer my post-apocalyptic films to be fantastical and uh, Mad Max-esque. Yeah. Um, but as far as like grounded, um, you know, cinema verite reality kind of stuff, this uh, this this definitely scratches the itch. It was really good. Okay. Um, so we veered uh, we veer, veered away from pleasantries pretty quick there. Well, it was a pleasant discussion of things, though. I guess pleasant um, for us, or if you're a person that agrees with us. Well, come on, right? Come on. Yeah. It's got to be pleasant, right? Because <laughs> there's no fucking way that you think vaping's cool. There's no, there's no fucking way, right? I would hope not. Right? Everybody yeah. acknowledges that smoking sucks, and even smokers are like, man, I don't want to quit. Hey, the answer is right there. It's right there at your local pharmacy, Right. Right. Go go get it. I, so what if you need ten of them, right? You can put them all over. Nobody ever fucking knows. Perfectly <laughs> normal, right? Way cooler, way fucking cooler than uh, looking like a buffoon. You know what I mean? <laughs> I agree. Uh, fishing is fun, and people that say it's not have never done it or aren't any good at it. Yeah. So it's that's pleasant, right? That is pleasant. Yep. And the fish don't feel one way or another. But if if if, if fish gave a shit, they would stop falling for the same fucking tricks every time. Well, I'm not sure that's that's true because human beings fall for the same old tricks every time and we certainly give a shit. Right. And so there's my point, right? Like uh-huh. fish don't fucking count because they're so far beneath us, right? That that even though we fall for the same tricks every time and we're aware of them, we can manage to trick them. <laughs> So if they're so low on the totem pole to even be tricked by 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 us, yes, the hairless apes that we are, right? They don't deserve our consideration. Not really. I mean, they're nice <laughs> to look at and they're fun, right? I was fishing in a pond this weekend that it was like looking into an aquarium. The water was crystal clear, uh-huh. um, and it was like standing over an aquarium and looking down into it. It's pretty cool. Um, that does. Sound I cool. almost I almost felt bad, but then I realized that I was having fun, so I just kept fishing. <laughs> well there you go right. all right <laughs> so do we want to jump into music yeah okay let's get into it oh <laughs> okay. one more pleasantry okay uh my uh truth call lp arrived today so oh hell yeah that is that is that is indeed pleasant i'm gonna give that a spin as soon as we're done recording excellent 
Okay, so the cute for this week, we have uh, we have a couple returns. We got a couple new joints. So first up is a return. It is the band Skull Dice. It was uh, submitted to us once again because uh, I think the email said because riffs. Um, uh, John Espino sent this in. Um, it features members of uh, another band that we liked on the on the podcast, um, the Unit from San Antonio. But uh, this is decidedly more crossover thrash, I guess. Then we have, um, well, a band with a very, very dumb name. Now, this was sent in to us by signed um, Our Liege, uh, Hugh Franklin Dalton III. Okay. <laughs> um, so, my lord. <laughs> yes, indeed, my lord. Thank you for your submission. So the band is called Karen or Kyron, K-A-I-R-O-N, uh, semicolon, all caps, Ursa. I-R-S-E, um, exclamation point. Now, they're a foreign band, so I guess we can give them some leeway on their name. They're Finnish. Um, Trey, Hugh Dalton, Hugh Franklin Dalton III, um, said that he also hates the name, so he wanted to acknowledge that off the bat. Uh, but this is, he says, he says they come from a scene, um, the same kind of scene that like Aransi Pazuzu comes from. Um, so he said it's like heavy psych rock filtered through a space rock. He said heavy psych rock or space rock filtered through a kaleidoscope. So maybe very sick, maybe not. He also apologizes for the song length, which is six fucking minutes long. Okay. Now, well, Trey, Trey, I'll say you play in one of the only bands that I like that has songs that are six minutes. Right. <laughs> Interarma is one of the only bands I can fucking tolerate that plays like six to 10 minute long songs. Um, so we'll uh, if we land on it, I guess we'll see how it goes. We'll see. Uh, then we have Low Faith with their new song "Waking Monument" that just came out on June fifth. This is coming out on uh, an upcoming release via Flesh and Bone. They are a Colorado, a Denver, Colorado-based band. Um, I, I I know I at least name checked them on the show before. Um, they did a split with a band called Angel Maker that's pretty good. It came out in February of last year. I enjoyed it. So this is their uh, new track off of their upcoming EP. Then we have Clear Channel with their release Hell. This was sent in by a listener of the show, said it is new DC area egg punk in the vein of B-52s and Devo. Then we have got Placeholder with their new track. They submitted this once again. We uh, enjoyed Sickness Help, the last track that uh, that we had on the show, uh, I don't know, three, four episodes ago. Mm-hmm. It was... Uh, Kind of post hardcorey stuff that uh, that that very much towed the line. It, uh, it 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 walked right up to the line, but it didn't cross over it. It, it existed right in the sweet spot of uh, this kind of stuff that I really enjoy. So we'll see if the new track uh, does the same, pull, pulls off the same maneuver. Then we have got Speedway with their self titled release. This is a new band from Stockholm, Sweden. Release just came out on June twelfth, twenty twenty. It was described to me as. For fans of Uniform Choice or Turning Point, said basically it's like non-Kiddie Pool Youth Crew inspired stuff. Okay. Um, which I really like Uniform Choice. And I really like Turning Point. Um, and when that style is executed well, I really like bands that exist in that vein. I really like um, One Step Closer, for example, who's doing stuff like uh, Turning Point. I think it's really good. So we'll see if this falls into that same category. Then we have got the band Geld from Beyond the or off of. Let me, my brain's just melting as we speak. We have the band Geld with the release Beyond the Floor. Um, oh, this rips! I I already pre-ordered this. 
Oh, you did. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I, I, I already know Geld is good. They're a band from Melbourne. Um, this was sent in by Tully from Histamine, our Australian correspondent. He said, we didn't like Speed, but that we would like this. That is a safe prediction because I liked the last Geld release, but I haven't listened to this new song. I'm very excited to hear it. Um, whether or not uh, we get to it on the show tonight, um, I, will, I will be checking this out because I'm stoked on a, on a new Geld release. Yeah, it's a split. Like Iron Lung is also, they've got the yeah, pre-order up too. So. That, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's a split between Static Shock and Iron Lung. Yes. Um, then we have a return from last week that didn't make it into the, it made it into the queue, but didn't make it into the rotation. Uh, last Gasp with their release Second Wave. Cleveland, Ohio, fast, uh, to the point, hardcore. We featured their demo back in February and enjoyed it. Then we have got another return that we've had in the queue once or twice before over the last few months. Uh, Jordan Holland, who sings for this band, sent it in initially. It is the band Fading Fading Signal with their demo 20, a new band from North uh, Raleigh, North, North Carolina. I really hope that I get better at speaking during the course of this episode. Um, it's again, I think was just sort of described as kind of straight up fast, hardcore. And then last up, we have opioid crisis with their 2020 demo. Uh, they submitted, they submitted something earlier that, uh, I don't even think ended up making it into the queue. Quite frankly, I think it was just something that sort of sat in the email and I didn't get around to it, but they just released this new thing on June 7th. It is a five song EP. I believe that they play sort of fast core, grindy, hardcore kind of stuff. Um, they they tag their tag themselves as poser violence, um, so maybe there's some self awareness there. Who knows? Um, one of the members of this band, uh, I believe Joey, I actually lambasted many many episodes ago for being um, for basically having the worst possible opinions that you could really conceive of uh, and sharing them. Very frequently in the Demolition and Facebook group, but since then, uh, Joey and I have become quite friendly, and uh, I like him quite a lot. He's still now. Don't get me wrong; he still has some bad fucking ideas about music, um, but uh, he seems like a really nice guy, and I think is a listener to the show. So, shout out, Joey. Okay. On that note, let's roll the dice. See what's up first. Alrighty. Uh, eight. Okay. Ten, nine, eight. Eight is last gasp. The Bandcamp is lastgaspoh.bandcamp.com. The release is Second Wave. This is a four-song EP. This features, uh, well, actually a few people that I that I know and I'm friends with. Um, George Lucarelli on drums, my homie Sean on bass, who used to play um, in uh, a Toledo-based Ohio band called Dismantle. Um, really fun, just kind of straight-to-the-point hardcore band that... Uh, Parasitic Twins played their seven-inch release show many years ago. And then another guy named Ryan Hardwick on vocals who comes and gets tattooed at uh, my friend uh, Dusty's shop, Black Anvil, fairly frequently. So I've known uh, Ryan for quite a long time. And uh, like I said, we heard a a song off of their demo back in February. It was sort of just straight up to the point, uh, kind of 90s, turn-of-the-century, fast, hardcore. Um, But they have since lost a member. So we'll see if that uh, has shifted their writing direction at all. Okay. Let's uh, let's see. I think that what's what song did he want? George asked us to listen to "Country Shaped Hole," I believe, which is the last song on here. So we'll we'll uh, respect his wishes. So we're gonna listen to "Country Shaped Hole" by Last Gasp off of their release "Second Wave." Yeah! 
right, we just heard the song Country Shaped Hole by the band Last Gasp off of their EP Second Wave. Nate, what'd you think of that? That was fun. Well delivered. Uh, yep. Pretty catchy. I like the uh, I like the breakdown at the end. The uh, that was catchy at the end. It's pretty much the lyrically. It's pretty much my uh, internal dialogue all day, every day. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it never goes away. It never stops. I was thinking about it earlier today, actually, because uh, I'm working alone for this, you know, activity season. You know, I. My job keeps me extremely busy for like eight months out of the year. And then for four months out of the year, things get stepped back quite a bit. Right. And I work outside every day and I, uh, I work in conservation and usually I have a crew of people that I hire on and sort of like, you know, that are just getting into the conservation, uh, the career paths in conservation. And, uh, this year I don't. And mm -hmm. so I'm just off on my own all day. And I talk to myself a lot. And I, and I, and I, and, uh, and, uh, I don't know if that's healthy or not, but, um, <laughs> at least it gets the voices out of my fucking head. Sure. Um, and this is the sort of rambling that you can hear me endlessly in, 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 in like an ever flowing stream, right? Right. Like an ever flowing stream of consciousness. This shit just rambles in my head all day. And sometimes I just have to say it out loud as I'm walking along and, uh, and, uh, not thinking that I was born in the wrong time pretty fucking goddamn certain of it <laughs> for sure yes um, i share that sentiment so uh yeah i mean i can get with the lyrics pointed delivery uh pointed lyrics with a pointed delivery um the uh, elocution was good and i could clearly understand it and uh yeah i like that it was fun yeah, it was really good. It was uh, exactly as I described, late 90s slash early 2000s, fast, straight ahead, hardcore, that certainly takes some cues from bands like In My Eyes and Battery, um, but is not strictly indebted to it. It definitely branches out a little bit. Um, this is a band that would have been at home on any number of the sort of semi-hype labels of the early 2000s that were putting out stuff like this. Mm -hmm. um, kind of sounds like Carry On a little bit. Um, or any number of the uh, of Todd's bands from that era, Betrayed maybe with a little bit less melody and a little bit more speed. It was really well done though. Um, and mm -hmm. I also, oh, I'm okay. sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I think like my own, the only thing I could say about it was I just wish it were noisier, but I always want things to be fucking noisier. Sure, right. Um, and and I think that's, uh, that's maybe a, a product of George's production style. Um, George, who plays drums in this band, I wanted to mention, also produced, engineered, and mixed it. Um, George is a very talented dude. But George also, he likes a lot of hardcore, but he doesn't strictly, he's not like a hardcore kid, per se. Um, mm. He likes a lot of music that I can only describe as um, strictly for children. Like, it's actually kind of absurd some of the bands that he likes, like how fucking bad they are. It's bands that like, like bands Black that Veil Brides. Right. That, that in that world, for sure. I don't know if he likes that band, but on the same token, I wouldn't be even remotely surprised if he was a big fan. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> but he also likes a lot of really good hardcore. Um, yeah. And he's a, and he's an incredibly talented musician. He's a multi-instrumentalist. He's the kind of dude who does just like one-off band camp projects for fun. And they end up being more well executed and more uh, fully fleshed out than a lot of bands do. And it's just like two songs he decided to do on a Wednesday. Um, he's probably a savant. Um, 
because I can't explain otherwise why he would be so talented and yet uh, listen to some of the worst music that uh, human hands have ever created. Um, but he definitely comes from a world where clean production is more the standard, and I think that's kind of what he uh, that's what he specializes in. But if you like that style of production, he does a really good job on it. And like I said, the dude is really talented. So if you live in the Cleveland area and you want some uh, production work done, uh, George is, is a guy worth hitting up. I, I will also note this was mastered not by Willie Killey, Wilt Chamber, uh, Wilk Chamberlain, but rather my friend uh, Steel, Wolf, Steel Wolf Markson, John Markson, who plays in, uh, in the band Taking Meds. Um, he is another dude. If you're in the New York area and you need any sort of uh, any sort of engineering work done or mastering work done, John Markson is is the man to go to. He does a lot of really good fucking work. I know he uh, he recorded maybe the last Drug Church record. I want to say um, he's really good. So yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of a lot of homies involved with this project. Right. Your first choice should always be Wilk. Um, right, right, of course. But, you know, John will do in a pinch, right? <laughs> right, yes, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I don't have a whole lot a whole lot more to say about this. Oh, I will say it. Okay, cool. Another another returning star of the contemporary hardcore scene. Um, I mentioned him in the last episode. I've mentioned him in other uh, John episodes. John Mayo. John Mayo did the art for this, and I like the art a whole lot. So, again, if you need some artwork done and you like his style, John Mayo is a, a rad dude to hit up. He has a an incredibly good turnaround time. You pay him, he gets it back to you in a few days usually. Um, and it's always good. So I can't, that- I can't hear his name without thinking of Peter Frampton. <laughs> Why? And, you know, Frampton comes alive, right? Right. Do you feel the keyboard yeah. solo? Uh-huh. And Frampton goes, Bob Mayo on the keyboards, Bob Mayo, Bob Mayo. <laughs> and everybody goes, Ooh, yeah. I, I just, I can't hear John Mayo without hearing Peter Frampton say, John Mayo on the keyboards, John Mayo. <laughs> Well, now I'm going to have that thought every time I see his name, which is very frequently. So there you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't have a whole lot more to say about this. This is really, really well executed, fun, fast, energetic hardcore that I'm sure would be a blast to see live. Yep. Um, speaking of which, I don't think this band has even played a single show yet because of when they formed. Yeah, I would be surprised just uh, to their to their own pleasure. Right. They just they they put on a rocking show every week in the practice space. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so, uh, hopefully when they, uh, when they do actually finally get around to playing live, um, it won't suck on that note. Let's, uh, let's roll the dice. See what's up next. One. Okay. One is skull dice. This is not on Bandcamp. It is on YouTube. At least the link that was sent to us is on YouTube. Wow. It, look at that artwork. It, it's pretty wild. Um, I, the artwork is pretty off putting to me. I gotta say, um, just because, uh, it, well, the song, I'm sorry, the song is Skull Dice. I was going to say, band, the band is Afflictive Nature. Afflictive Nature, yes. Right, yes. That's my, That was my bad. Um, I was just, there. there's no title or anything here. It's just the YouTube just says Skull Dice. So yes, the band is Afflictive Nature. The song is Skull Dice off of their release, Palace of Pain. Um, as I was saying, the, the artwork is off-putting to me just because this was described as like rad crossover thrash. But that to me looks like the artwork I would see on a tech death um, record that I would avoid like the fucking plague. Well, definitely the fucking logo and either a tech death or just looking at um, the artwork without the logo. I might think like some fucking big epic cosmic doom. Yeah, yeah, possibly that, too. Right. Uh, I kind of like the artwork. I mean, it's well done. That's for oh, fucking it's sick. sure. Oh, the artwork it's is sick. sick artwork. 
Yeah, no, for um, sure. The artwork is sick. If I saw that on the cover of a book, I would be fascinated. Yeah, know? I'm definitely going to buy that book and read it, right? R- right, for sure. Um, but yeah, as as album artwork, it's just, it's it's no fault of the band. It's just that, um, unfortunately, like shitty tech death bands have sort of co-opted this specific style of artwork. And uh, now just whenever I see it on a record, I automatically assume that's what I'm going to be hearing when I see that kind of artwork. Yeah. But yes, it's very well done, like high fantasy sci-fi art. It's, it's really yeah. good. Yeah. So uh, let's get into it. Let's listen to the song Skull Dice by the band Afflictive Nature off of their record Palace of Pain. We just heard the song Skull Dice by the band Afflictive Nature off of their upcoming LP, I believe, Palace of Pain. I found out this is actually also on um, this is actually also on Bandcamp. If you go to afflictivenaturetx.bandcamp.com, this is up as a digital single with a B-side, you know, more a B-side. It's a digital release, but yeah. uh, second track, Black Funeral, Merciful Fate cover. Um, Nate, what'd you think of that? 
I really like that. Um, I kind of, and so here's, here's something weird. It did not seem like two minutes and 54 seconds to me. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that song had a ways to go, like could have been developed more. Yeah. Um, but as far as a concept and the recording and the sound, and when I put it together at the art, cause I really like that art. I like that. I'm going to listen to the, I'm going to be listening to the rest of these guys stuff. Yeah, for sure. It was really good, man. Um, the the vocalist reminded me of like Chuck Schuldner off of Human. Right. Um, which big ups because he sounds fucking awesome on that record. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, I really like that. I, I This is one of the rare instances where I think that that song should have been another maybe two minutes longer and ripped a little more, but it was still really good. Yeah, for sure. That's really my only critique of it, too, is that uh, I felt that the ideas that were there were really el- well executed and uh, very satisfying, but I could have I could have used a little bit more padding on either side of it. That almost felt like the middle chunk of a song yeah. that I could have used a fast part before it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that. And and I and again, I don't think that it would have felt too long to, to add an entire another minute and a half to that song as long as all of the parts were equally as utile as the ones that we heard because everything that we heard felt very much in place. It felt like it was doing the job that it set out to do. Um, it was really, really good, but yeah, I could have, I could have used a little bit more, a little bit more meat on it and some parts that had a little bit more get up and get up and go to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, coming out of Texas, right? Yep. For sure. Um, I, like I said, John who sent this in was not lying when he simply said riffs. This, yeah. this, this did indeed have riffs. That main, that main riff was uh, really, really good. Um, yeah, I really like that. Hey, you know, I was, I was reading up about the universe not too long ago, right? Okay. Um, just a little bit. Um, okay. I like to, I like to ponder the possibilities of an infinite universe. As do I. Um, and hope that there's some place in the universe doesn't suck horribly. Um, yeah. and, uh, if the universe is infinite and it could be that um, obviously there's, you know, if the universe is like a bubble and there's something outside the bubble, it just hasn't expanded enough for like light to be reflected from that space. So, you know, who knows? Nobody knows. Right. Um, all observations seem to indicate that it could possibly be infinite. If it is infinite, that exact scene on the afflicted nature album art exists somewhere out there. That that is true. Yeah. Right? So that's a yeah. good, that's, that's, that's a pleasant thing to think about. That's a good thing to know. <laughs> that, that is true. If, if the universe is indeed infinite, then that image is happening somewhere in the universe. I want to see, I want to see the old boys from Star Wars land on that fucking planet. And just see how they deal with it. They would get fucked up immediately. Yeah, they'd have a fucking, they'd have a bad time. There, there are powers at play there that are far greater than their paltry force or any, any concept of agony that the uh, empire could throw upon them. <laughs> that is true. Okay, so, so I, I, I did a little research and I figured out what's, what's going on here. So, so the record that that's off of is already out. Mm-hmm. Alice of Pain. It's on Spotify. For whatever reason, they just don't have it on their Bandcamp. I don't know if that's due to some sort of rights consideration. Maybe a label put it out, and they so they can't host it on their Bandcamp. I've certainly been in, in situations like that before. Um, so maybe the right the, the label has exclusive rights to it or whatever. Um, but that full length, 
Palace of Pain is on Spotify, is on iTunes, etc. Came out uh, at sometime last year, I believe in the latter half of last year. Um, and there you go. So you can listen to the whole thing on Spotify and shit. Is it, is it a physical thing? I don't know. I can't, I, I have not found if there is a, if there is a physical LP release for it. Um, I can't find, I can't find anything about a label that put it out or anything. Um, I think this was just self-release from everything that I can find. So yeah, I don't think that, I don't think that's on a, on LP anywhere, which it's is not, a shame. it's not out there. Um, it's yeah, it's not there. Uh, which that I'm would, looking on their discogs right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an old ass album, a split with a band called with, with jungle juice, mm-hmm. um, from 2009. There's a, uh, EP judgment punished erased. Mm-hmm. A four song EP from it's that's on their band camp from uh, 2013 um, and then some miscellaneous stuff. But there's no physical, as far as I can tell, format of that record. That's weird, because if the rest of the uh, the record is this good, you would think you could find somebody to put this out. Yeah, for sure. Right. And I want to know who the artist is that did the cover art, where that came from. Yeah, I would like to know that as well. Um, and if it's somebody in the band, then you need to stop being in the band <laughs> and become a full-time artist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Cause that is really good. So yeah, that, so there's a, a lot of mysteries around afflictive nature. I don't, I don't know why that wouldn't be on LP because it was really, really good and it was incredibly well produced. I mean, it sounds like a professionally produced metal record. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it sounds just as good as any of the fucking power trip stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm really confused as to why that's not on an LP and it's been out evidently for at least six to eight months already. Um, yeah, get get on that if that's if that's on you guys. If you're just not being proactive about trying to find a label, uh, you should because that's really good. I've been I've been in bands that are are considerably worse than that who labels have agreed to put out records for. So I'm sure you could do it if you just put your minds to it. Well, here's another thing: they have a they have a big cartel for their merch and products. Mm-hmm. Nothing there. Interesting, guys. So you they really have the need website, to, but there's there's no merch. There's nothing there. You, you need to you need to uh, get motivated because uh, with music that good, there's no excuse for you to be a bunch of lazy bums. Well, maybe that explains why we felt like the song could have been. They're like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> Perhaps, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. For, yeah, maybe their attitude carries over into their songwriting. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair enough. Well, either way, I'm going to listen to the rest of that LP. They're just kind of like, oh, it's good enough. They they fucking they fucking get the gist of it. Fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, I'm going to I'm going to check out the rest of that record. Um and then if the rest of it's that good, I, I'm I'm going to reach out to the band and ask them what the fuck they're doing. Um so on that note, let's uh let's roll the dice and see what's up next. All righty. We're burning through them t- tonight. We are. Uh, three. Okay, three is Clear Channel. The Bandcamp is clch.bandcamp.com. The album is Hell. As I said uh, at the top of the episode, this is a Washington, D.C.-based, described to me as egg punk band in the vein of B-52s and Devo. Now, I don't know. Maybe it's simply that um, most people who are getting into this kind of stuff only have Devo and the B-52s as reference points. And so those bands get name dropped um, a lot when talking about music that falls into this world. Or maybe it's genuinely going to sound like that. I just know that I, I, I get 
I hear a lot of Devo comparisons um, that aren't necessarily as apt as some other comparisons that might make more sense. But I think they're just sort of the band that uh, pops out in everybody's mind as as the purveyors of that weirdo sound that led to this scene some 40 yeah. years later, you know? Well, these guys are goofballs. Um, I can't, I, 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 I haven't seen a picture of them. Mm-hmm. But other tags that we have here, punk, dance, dank, demon, dinky, dub. Okay. Um, and then they have, um, they have some goofy, they, they, they have, they have goofy fun things talking about their band. God created bass and of the bass, God created Mary. Mary was lonely. And so she asked God to sculpt Carson and a wad out of a kick drum and a pair of bongos. And then Don joined and all was right with the world. This is their first record together. I, I, I like to think that in reading that you genuinely read it as bass at first. And then as you progressed in the reading and realized that they were talking about instruments, you purposely had to pronounce bongos incorrectly to make it seem as if you meant to say bass wrong from jump, but really it was an honest mistake. Well, here's the thing. You'll never know. <laughs> That's true, but I have a strong fucking hunch. <laughs> no, no one will ever know, right? Such is the, uh, such is the subtlety of my delivery. <laughs> Indeed it is. <laughs> All right, okay. so we're going to listen to Hell. That's that's the track we're going to listen to, the uh, uh, title track. Uh, is that the song that they have queued up to play? Yeah, that's it is. That's the one that comes up, and it's Th- the title have, track. The, it's the title track, and it's also the last song on the record, which is it's uh, it's weird to have your band camp queued up to play the last song you, on your record, but you know what? I'm just going to I'm gonna go with their instincts on this. So we're going to listen to Hell off of the record of the same name by the band Clear Channel. It's the shortest song on the record, too. Indeed. So if we don't get enough from this, we'll listen to something else. Yeah. So uh, let's see what they got, let's see what they got to say in a minute and a half. All right. listen to i'm sorry go ahead go ahead i was just gonna say we just listened to the song hell by the band clear channel off of the record hell and i want to listen to another song i do too that sound that sounded like an outro song it sounded like an outro song and it it and it sounded like a joke Mm -hmm. 
Um, but also, weirdly, it it actually encompassed a couple of the tags that they have down at the bottom that that might be read as a joke. It, there's a lot of layers here, right? Because they have they, they've tagged themselves dance, and indeed mm-hmm. that was a dance track in the sense yep. that like disco is dance. It had a disco backbeat to it. Yep. But then in the latter half of the song, it also utilized a dub, beat, a dub beat, like a dub rhythm on the drums mm-hmm. that popped out. So, th- so evidently those tags either aren't jokes and all of the songs have dance and dub influence on them, or they are jokes and that song is also a joke. And the fact that that's the song they have queued up to play is also a joke. Well, and Demon also applies too because the song was a, clearly about hell. Right. Yeah. So there's a lot. It seems like there was a lot of forethought that went into to this entire presentation. Um, the first song on here is called Hello Disco. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe we should just pick a song in like the middle of the record. Yeah. Okay. Let's do Hot Fruit because I love that's there's a fr- yeah. Hot Fruit EP from February February last year and uh, yeah. I like that name. Yeah. Same. Okay. So we're gonna listen to Hot Fruit by Clear Channel off of their record Hell. Okay, so we just heard the song Hot Fruit by the band Clear Channel off of their record Hell. And uh, it appears that the title track was not a joke. Um, so, and I want to be clear, even when I was characterizing that, that other song, Hell, as a joke, um, it was one that I enjoyed. And uh, this is, uh, I feel the same about this. This felt like a joke. But I liked it a lot. It essentially felt like this sounds like how I wish gay clubs were in real life. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, I've, I've been to quite a lot of gay clubs in my life. I've spent a fair amount of time at them and, uh, and they're usually just as, as lame as any other bar or club that you're going to go to, um, mm-hmm. with, with rare exception. If, if this is what we're playing in gay clubs and the aesthetic, uh, around it matched this sound, I'd go hang out at them all the time. This sounds like, uh, this sounds like what a gay club in, in, in John Waters brain would be like. Yeah. Um, that's a good way of putting it. You know, this uh, I this was sick. I liked it a lot. It, it was not sound- very punk. No. Uh, it was more dance. It was definitely more dance than punk. Um, it w- I guess it was punk in uh, maybe in ethos. Perhaps it's punk, um, but uh, but definitely more sonically, just straight up like weirdo '80s minimal dance music. Um, but I I liked that a lot. Yeah, and the John Waters like association or the John Waters comparison is uh, apt um, because this all, I mean, this straight sounded like a song out of a John Waters movie. Right. For sure. Um, And uh, it's, it's punk in the same way that John Waters is punk. Right. Exactly. Yes. Right. Um, I heard look within that, in that song too, maybe like some, some talking heads. Totally. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I like that more than I thought I would because it was fun. Mm-hmm. And um, grating, right? And 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 like and like snotty and sassy. Um, yeah, I like that. It was catchy. Um, it's it's hard not to like you know music like that. You know what I mean? Because right. it's just it's basically just good time music. It it doesn't require you to, to to like drill down onto it. It's not trying to evoke anything other in you other than a laugh and uh, you know levity. Right, exactly. I mean, it's it, it has the elements of pop music that I actually enjoy. Like right. when pop music is actually executed in a way that is not just sort of algorithmic music created for the lowest common denominator, but like just straight up fun, easy to digest music. Um, this is this is what I think of when I think of like good pop music, right? It just yeah. has all of those elements there. And yeah, uh, yeah I enjoyed it a lot. Now, I, that said, I don't necessarily put stuff on like this a lot. No, um, because uh, I I I have no chill. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, right. I'm yeah. Not, I'm not a dude that has, that that mellows um, out. Um, I think uh, I think that um, over the past forty three episodes or so, that's been well established. Um, for anybody that doesn't know me, um, I don't like I don't like having a good time. I don't. Here's the thing. I don't like I don't like people trying to tell tell me to have a good time and i don't like people telling me what a good time is right because you you do like to have a good time it's all i like to do is have a good time but my idea of a good time generally speaking is no one else's idea of a good time (laughs) right yes exactly yeah like uh, like us going to bars and and making fun of bands to ourselves in the back is not what most people would enjoy doing but no uh, but i really like it and, and, and like that kind of gets to another point about this particular song too, because here's the thing: I was hoping that the song was just about literal hot fruit, mm-hmm. a nonsense song about literal hot fruit, right? Um, but it wasn't, right? It was, it was um, just you know blatant innuendo. Sure. I have the sense of humor of a. Um, We'll say uh, 17-year-old incel school shooter when it comes to jokes about innuendo and sex and stuff like that. I don't yeah. think they're funny. Right. 
right? It's just yeah. tedious and boring. It's, 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 oh yeah, look, oh, look, it looks like a fucking dick. Who gives a shit, right? Right. No, I'm very much the same way. Well, what do you, what do you got? Fucking rocks in your head, right? Yeah. So I think, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, 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 I am a, I am a, a, a humorless fucker. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like that, 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 that to me irritated me. Sure. But the yeah. rest of the song I liked. If the song were about actual hot fruit, like, fuck, I, I, God damn it. I left the fucking bananas in the car. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah. like, you got some delicious fucking bananas. You got some fucking delicious Michigan cherries. Right. Mm-hmm. Summertime, right? You 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 left them on the fucking dash while you were grabbing the other groceries, right? Yeah, it's it's fucking seven p.m. You went and got groceries at like eight o'clock in the morning. Those bananas are are, are rotten, right? There's they're they're basically liquid. They're so hot on the fucking dashboard, right? Uh-huh. The cherries you could probably salvage, right? Put them in the yeah. fridge, put them in some ice water. They'll be fine, probably. Maybe a little soft, but the bananas are fucked, right? Uh-huh. That would have been better to me, like lyrically, than just stupid fucking lyrics about sex. Who gives a fuck? No, I agree with that for sure. Hey, um, let me put let me put my meat thing in your slime hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't really go in for trite metaphors about sex. Um, I and I will though contend that I don't think you're a humorless fucker at all. Um, evidenced by the fact that I receive jokes from you via text all day. Um, but your humor certainly doesn't align with that of the outside world. Well, well again, that's why we've had the same uh, circle of friends for the past, you know, 12 years. Yes, for sure. No one else gets in the door. No, <laughs> no, not not without passing uh, rigorous entry exams. It is definitely, I, I would say that, um, I would say that our entry exams are more rigorous than um, the most elite of uh, Ivy League schools. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Right. Uh, oh, a, a way higher failure rate. That's right. for sure. Right. Oh, oh, you, you, you want a free ride to, to Yale? Well, let's see what you got. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing. You got nothing compared to fucking what we're going to put you through. <laughs> absolutely not. There have been some exceptions. You know what I mean? Some people who have really stepped up to the plate and proved their mettle. Um, you know, Josh was a, a later entry into the into the peer group. Right. Um, even even Brandon came along a few years after after the the inner circle was already pretty well formed. Well, here's um, the th- well, the inner circle is you and I. <laughs> that's yes, that is correct. Right. But here's <laughs> yes. the thing. Here's the thing. The test is so fucking rigorous that people uh, don't even know they're being tested. No, they don't. They right? just pro- they they just probably are having panic attacks. Right, right. <laughs> so, you know, whatever. I'd rather this song was about fucking bananas left out in the sun. But um, that's my only complaint because the rest of it was fun. Yeah, for sure. I liked that well enough. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't know that egg punk is is a particularly accurate genre tag for this. Uh, not at all. Um, this, like I said, this is, this is, it's, it's, it's own thing, but, it, uh, I, it feels like egg punk was like a false idea to get you through the door. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree with that 100%. Um, but again, that said, I, I enjoyed this quite a bit. It was a lot of fun. It's probably not something I'm going to put on uh, a ton, but it is something I'll probably at least listen to the rest of this LP and just kind of see what they, what they have on offer. It's good to just fucking chill, you know, just whatever, fuck off and listen to it. 
Yeah, for sure. Right. Um, so uh, let's uh, roll the dice, see what's up next. All right. What was that? Was that number four? That was number three. Number three. Uh, seven. Okay, seven is Opioid Crisis. The Bandcamp is opioidcrisis.bandcamp.com. They are a Seattle, Washington-based band. Like I said, there there are two two members of the Facebook of the Demolition Facebook group that are very frequent posters who are in this. Um, Darby and Joey. I have not listened to this band before. Like I said, they sent in uh, a summer promo quite a while back, and it didn't make it onto the show. This just came out on uh, June seventh. Uh, it appears that uh, like many releases that are coming out during this time, um, it is uh, all the proceeds from the digital sales are going to uh, bailproject.org. Um, so, you know, your money goes to a good cause. Hopefully this doesn't suck so that I can endorse it. Um, it's also apparently mixed and mastered by my friend Rusty, who I am uh, in a in a weekly D&D group with now. So uh, shout out to Rusty. We'll see how you did on this. Let's uh, let's see. Looks like the song they have queued up to play is 247365. It's 44 seconds long. So I think we could probably give them a couple tracks, right? Yeah. So maybe let's listen to the song before that and that song. Yeah. Um, I also, I realized that I said that in a very, not a very intuitive way because I was just reading the words as they popped up. Now I realize it's 247365. You could have just let it roll and acted like you didn't know. <laughs> I, I could have, but right? I didn't. Right. So let's listen to Solidarity and then 24-7-365. All right. Have you ever just wanted to kill a cop? the song solidarity and the song 24 7 365 by opioid crisis off of their 2020 demo i i feel a little bit let down because i gave them the opportunity to give us two songs worth of music since you know they have classic sort of grind power violence song lengths um but in solidarity we got just sort of um we just got a kind of a noise track with some spoken word over it so we really yeah. only got one we really only got one song yeah and there's five songs on here. I feel like that, I mean, I guess right in the middle is fine, right? Yeah. I was thinking that should have been right at the beginning or right at the end, um, but whatever, you know. Sure. Um, so what'd you think? Um. Well, yeah. Well, there were no blast beats. 
Let's let's get that out of the way. There were no blast beats in this whatsoever. Well, I mean, um, there was no instrumentation. I think it maybe from aside from feedback in the first song. Well, that, that is true. But on the song 24-7, 365, there were no blast beats at all, um, which to me precludes this from being included in Under the Grind uh, umbrella. I guess, I mean, not every Grind song has blast beats in it. There are plenty of slow burner tracks you know, as far back as like from, from enslavement to obliteration by Napalm Death. Um, but that is the signature grind. Like you, yeah, I agree. Right. You grind know, would not think. exist without the blast beat. The blast came along and then people called it grind. Right. So, I mean, and I guess fair enough that you guys have your, yourselves tagged as poser violence on here. Um, the, the, the dirgy, tempo of the song as well as like the dirty bass tone and delivery felt akin to power violence but it wasn't quite there it was definitely occupying a space that felt just kind of like hardcore that's sort of toying with power violence um it wasn't it wasn't terrible um it was decently well executed the recording was not good um I don't really have a whole lot of feelings about this at all. Um, I appreciate the uh, the personal lyricism, you know. Um, the, obviously, drug addiction is a is a very serious issue, and uh, dealing with it in in a sort of straightforward, head on way is admirable, and I appreciate that. Um, but other than that, I don't have a lot of good things or a lot of bad things to say about this. It just sort of it just sort of was. It certainly didn't offend me at all, but it also didn't impress me in any way. No, it definitely wasn't, um, I guess, sort of like really well fleshed out. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the concept is fleshed out, right? Um, sure. I mean, not looking, I, I, the, the next, the next song came up and the lyrics popped up, um, you know, and it's about COVID-19, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, you know, some other shit that pisses people off. So like conceptually, I feel like, um, that's there's there's a good concept overall going through the the thread of the band but musically i mean whatever you know um right it uh it wasn't great it's a i guess a good starting point right we say it all keep it up right right yeah it wasn't Um, bad at all but here's the thing that i'm stoked about with it Hmm. um we're finally seeing what i feel like is like actual anger about actual things that's true yeah coming up in hardcore and punk and stuff like that mm-hmm. um i feel like for a long time for the for like much of the last decade we'll say right yeah there was like at least in at least in a lot of the punk and hardcore that i saw there was a lot of sort of avoidance of being genuinely angry and expressive about real things. And instead it was trying to sort of like deflect or diffuse your anger and, and like make it make perhaps a little less pointed Mm -hmm. um, just to avoid sounding like you care too much. Right. For sure. Right. Because it's not cool to care about shit too much. Right. Right. Um, You get fucking drug on the internet because you care because you're a fucking lib or whatever like that. Right. Right. Um, you know, but there's a lot, of, especially in the past, like my, my, I said earlier, my brain is an, is an ever flowing fuck, not even a stream an ever flowing torrent. Right. 
mm-hmm. of of unending boiling black like fury. Yeah. It never shuts off. Sure. From the day I from from the moment I wake up until I go to bed, it's always there. It's the cosmic radiation in the back of my head. It's the white noise in the back of my head constantly. Right? Yeah. And um to a large extent it's been there for 20 years, right? And it, once I started paying attention to the fucking world, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's I think it's kind of cool that people are like, okay, well, let's actually fucking like express some fucking rage about real shit now. I agree with that for sure. I mean, you and I had a conversation about it years ago. I think we were playing a show up in Michigan with Cloud Rat, and we were having a conversation about how refreshing it was that uh, that band was actually about something. Yeah. That they actually gave a shit about things and how even though, you know, in in your case, living through the the 90s, there was a period of time where it it felt very heavy handed and it became very tedious that you missed you missed that aspect being present in hardcore. Right. Um, And I definitely have seen a resurgence of that recently. It sucks that it takes um, civil unrest that is literally impossible to ignore to spark that sort of outrage in people. But nonetheless, it's good to see. And if that's what it takes, then cool. And, uh, and it's, it's rad because there were still some vestiges of this, this kind of stuff. When I was getting into punk and hardcore, there was, there was still, um, you know, literature on merch tables. There were still bands that were uh, making active efforts to give to charities and things of that nature. And then it just sort of fell by the wayside and it became passe um, to insert your your political beliefs or your ethos into your band. And uh, yeah, it's refreshing to get back to this a little bit. Now, yeah. I don't want I don't want every band to, to, to be a fucking political band. And I certainly don't want to feel like every show I'm going to, I'm being preach to and there's a fine line to to tread there but i will say that i would much rather have bands i would much rather go through a period of time where bands feel sort of heavy-handed um and on the nose but actually at least genuinely care about things and are putting their money where their mouth is than have everybody just pretend that nothing matters yeah and 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 that's the thing too it's like it is pretend right right it is, it is, it is fucking pretend that, 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 that like nothing matters. And, you know, inserting like, polit- you know, um, I guess, you know, uh, your politics into your music. I mean, you know, you could make an argument that, that, that that's one of the most important things about like expression and art. Right. For sure. Um, and I don't know. We've talked about it before. Like, I don't, I don't always need a fucking lecture on capitalism. Yeah, I get it, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, but frankly, we could go off on other things too, right? It's never going to work because, you know, when, 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 at the end of the fucking day, at the end of the fucking day, as I've said before, no matter what system you pick, they all rely on mutual regard and good faith, and people are incapable of that beyond a pop, beyond a certain social size. Sure. Uh, right, right beyond a certain population size. We're just wired. We're incapable of that. Right. We like to think that we're better than that because a person is smart, but people are fucking dumb. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, I don't want to go too far down that fucking, that fucking path, but like, uh, what was I, I totally fucking, my, my, see, see the fucking, I, I opened the floodgate a little fucking bit and all the fucking bile started flowing. And now I, I'm, I'm like trying to grab a f- one fish out of a school of fucking fish. Um, 
But I, I guess my, my, my point was that like, you know, I don't need a lecture in capitalism every time, but what I do like to see is real shit in my music. For sure. I want to like, like you write lyrics about what you know, you write lyrics about, you know, whatever you're angry about, what you're feeling. Right. And that's, that's my biggest beef with like all that fucking macho fucking beatdown shit is that's not fucking real. Sure. Right. That's all fucking fake shit. That's fake bullshit. And that's why I call it little kids music. Right. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not a developed position. Right. Right. It's yeah. just fronting. And so I would much rather see a band, even if I think it's a little obnoxious that comes across as like, you know, Hey, this is what we're fucking about. And this is, this is real shit right now. For sure. Um, and, and like, like clearly expressing rage, you know, the album art shows like, uh, some black guy hanging Trump from a tree. I think mm -hmm. that a lot of people can agree that'd be pretty dope to see. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, we all dance around the fucking T-man, right? Because everybody fucking knows what a shit he is. You right. know what I mean? It's like it's like saying, you know, boy, I sure do like breathing oxygen. You know right. what I mean? I mean, even the people that like the T-man know he's a fucking shit, and that's why they like him, because they're fucking shits too. Indeed. But the worst position... The worst position beyond beyond liking the T man is uh, the indifferent position, right? Because that is intellectually dishonest, right? Maybe the way Miles would put a fucking Joe Biden hanging there is no different. Look, man, I ain't gonna get too deep into my own personal politics, but if you honestly think that's fucking true, you're either a lying, b stupid, or you just don't want to talk about it. C, right? Sure, I, I have some I have some complex feelings on that. I think. Uh... Yeah, and we don't have we don't have to get we don't have to get deep into the politics of that. Um, but at the very least, you have to acknowledge that um, the man currently in office so regularly engages in such egregious disregard for even the most basic tenets of civilized communication that at this point even a dead fish would feel like a better alternative in not, terms it's not, of it's it's not even civilized communication the man has no civility within him he is incapable of that well i don't think he even has an ethos right, right. i don't even that's what i mean that's what i mean he is he's an empty shell that actively makes the world worse around him sure so sure. so you know <laughs> whatever you like just just his non stop fucking presence in our head actively makes the world worse right that is, that is i true, mean yes you can talk about obama he did lots of shitty stuff right expanding drone you know extra you know like like drone killings and shit like that he didn't do fucking shit all you could also say that he had a lot of he had a lot of barricades in his way all mm -hmm. of fucking scared white people in in, in different bodies of government right right sure um so you, you can say whatever you like but at least he wasn't constantly every single fucking day in your face right like right. a screaming racist infant <laughs> that, that, that is true for sure right? and i guess that i guess that's my point is that i think that there is a greater discussion to be had about the long-term uh political eff efficacy of just throwing uh, a joe biden in the in the in, in the the presidential position just because it's <sighs> 
it solidifies the Democratic Party's belief that they can just run anybody, which ultimately sort of towing the line of the status quo is is not good and doesn't benefit common working people. Um, so on a longer timeline, I don't know if, if uh, electing Joe Biden is good. But on the short term, in terms of just boots, boots on, or just the, the facts on the ground of our day to day life, pretty much anyone would be better than Donald Trump at this point. Yeah, that, um, and, and that's my, that's that's undeniable. Right. I mean, you have at some point you have to put aside idealism for pragmatism. Sure. Right. Right. Like, you have to be fucking pragmatic because, like, I swear to God, it's like every week you think it can't possibly get any fucking worse. Right. And it does. Somehow it fucking does. Right? Sure. Unless you're truly fucking living off the rails and like not paying attention to anything. Right? Right. Um, but by any metric, it fucking gets worse every goddamn week. Even if it's just the unending assault on one's dignity and like, uh, I guess, um, um, intelligence mm -hmm. and interpretation of reality right sure yeah it gets worse every fucking week and it is unbelievable like, it is unbelievably stressful unbelievably stressful far more stressful than i thought i used to wake up with a huge fucking grin on my face for like the first i would say 10 I would say almost the first year after after the 2016 election and I would mm -hmm. laugh about how fucking stupid things were right I laugh about you know his press secretary telling people to their face that that was the biggest inauguration crowd ever because that's fucking observably false and it's hysterical that that fat little man is getting so red in the face what, what was that guy's name uh the first the, the press secretary it doesn't matter right his the press secretary kid? Yeah. Um, Sean Spicer. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like right. getting red in the face and screaming at people, telling them that that was the biggest fucking crowd that ever showed up for an, for an inauguration when that was, it's clearly an observable, like, falsehood. Right. But that, that's clearly not true. And that's funny, right? Like, mm -hmm. Jesus is fucking idiot, right? But then it just gets worse and worse and worse, and it never fucking ends, right? Yeah. So... Whatever you think of the Democratic Party and Joe Biden and all that shit, you cannot with any degree of honesty say that the past four years haven't been observably fucking worse than any other time in my lifetime in the past 40. Oh, for sure. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> There's no doubt about that whatsoever. Right. So at some point, like pragmatism has to fucking win the day because I personally... Um, I know that uh, my brain will not live another four years um, with this fucking maniac and his goddamn family in in my face every goddamn day. Like I've I I, I have asserted that I will leave the country and I I will not come back ever. <laughs> you 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 might have to start packing your bags then because uh, yeah. it it. it it feels almost a, a, like an inevitability at this point. It's just it's it's insane. If 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 that's what this country wants to be is is planet of the planet of the fucking planet of the fucking apes, right? The fucking right. the fucking you know, I'm gone, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm fucking gone, right? 
You can yeah. have it. You can fucking have it. You know what? You could fucking clear cut Yellowstone. You could fucking, you know, mine uranium out of the fucking Grand Canyon. I'll say goodbye to all of it, right? This country's this country's wealth is in its natural resources, right? Europe has its history. America has North America has its natural history. That's where its wealth is, right? That's our wealth. And uh, you know, fuck it. Fuck it all, right? Fuck it all, because if if, if I got to deal with four more years of this bullshit, I'm fucking leaving. You can fucking where, have it, and I, and I hope it? and I hope every single one of you motherfuckers dies because of it. Every single one of you. <laughs> if, if, I'm serious. You too. You can fucking die too. Fuck you. If he gets elected in November, you will not see me again. <laughs> where are you gonna head? I don't give a shit. Maybe I head to the bottom of the fucking ocean. Tie a goddamn brick around my neck, right? Well, I really hope that doesn't happen. Um, I think I might have a connect. I might have a connect up in Canada that would maybe marry me for a visa. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I have to find something. We have some friends that live in New Zealand. Maybe we convince them to get divorced and then marry us. Ooh, that's a good idea. And then uh, there we go. Um, you, you know, you have a, you have an easier, an easier path forward into a different country too, because you got a master's degree and you work in a field that is needed everywhere in the world. Well, I, I, I actually, um, would be a, my certain knowledge and skill set would make me a pretty high level candidate for like getting a job in New Zealand. Right. So there you go. Um, so you're, you're good. I have no sort of sellable skill set. Um, the no, no country wants me. The only way I'm really getting in is if I, I, I have somebody marry me so that I can get a visa, but you know I, I think I might be able to, to finagle that. You know what? Hmm. You got it. Do what everybody else that has no fucking other option. Just cross the border. Right? <laughs> just sneak in. Just sneak in. Right. Okay. Yeah, and that's an option. Just, just think about just think about how bad shit must be in a country like Guatemala that people are literally taking their their lives and their children's lives into their own hands to travel, you know, thousands of miles mm -hmm. to an uncertain destination. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. I don't know, man. That uh, that takes a certain fortitude of will that I think very few people uh, possess until they find they possess until they are pushed to the absolute fucking end. That is true. Yes. So you know, fuck it. That's what you got to do. Go to Guatemala. Um, <laughs> we've come a long way from pleasantries. Well, you know, it's kind of pleasant though because it's good to get it off the chest, right? <laughs> I right? I would say, I would say yes, except this isn't getting it off the chest because this is gonna. <laughs> This just we're gonna wake up tomorrow and we're gonna feel exactly the same way. Well, see, see, see. Um, you know, I gotta put the jester's mask back on, right? The jester's mask slipped. I took it off for a second, and you saw the uh, the uh, raging nightmare behind it. Um, <laughs> yeah. a little a little more pointedly than normal, right? Mm -hmm. Um, that's fine. Yeah, now, you did. I'll, say I'll put the gesture. Uh, hold on, I'll put the jester's mask back on. <laughs> okay. Hey, that was a pretty good song. Let's uh let's check out the next band. <laughs> okay, so 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 for the rest of the episode you won't be wishing death on myself and everybody else. <laughs> I'm telling you if if he fucking wins in November, this country uh -huh. can go fuck itself and everybody in it can fucking die for all I fucking care. My my parents, my dad, my my fucking sisters, my my fucking sisters can can jump off a goddamn bridge. I'll never know because they're never gonna fucking see me again. Right? My mom can go fuck herself. <laughs> right? Okay. Fair enough. 
let's uh, let's roll the dice. Let's get at least one more band. All right, uh, six. Okay, six is Fading Signal. The Bandcamp is fadingsignal.bandcamp.com. This is a Raleigh, North Carolina-based fast hardcore punk band fronted by my internet homie Jordan Holland, and uh, it is a their their debut demo, three songs. I don't know shit about it other than the fact that uh, people seem to like it. So let's just uh, jump right into it. Listen to the opening track, "Killing Music" by Fading Signal, off of their demo twenty. Okay. Your disease, and I'm the cure. <laughs> heard the song killing music by fading signal off of their demo 20 nate what'd you think of that that was pretty fun um it wasn't standout you know what i mean like i'm not gonna necessarily remember fading single signal from you know a ton of other bands that would sound like this but there's a lot of bands that sound like this that i really like um and uh i've written more than my fair share of just like down and downright just fucking ignorant violent lyrics Right. Um, so I got no real problem there. Um, yeah, I mean this again, this is just basically just a, a pure vent, right? Sure. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I think I feel more or less the same way that you do about this. It was well executed, energetic, fast, hardcore with a fun mosh part at the end. Not particularly stand out, but it's a demo and for a demo it was very well executed. Um, it looks like this was not only recorded by Will at To, L- to Live a Lie, but it uh, looks like To Live a Lie also put out the tape. So shout out to Will and the, and the uh, To Live a Lie crew. Yeah. I think Will is the To Live a Lie crew. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was that was a really solid introduction to the band. It, it was enough to pique my interest enough to at least listen to the other two songs on here and, and see how they are. Short and to the point. Got nothing bad to say about it. Not blown away, but it was good. No, and this is a kind of band, it's always fun to play shit like this, right? Right, for sure. Um, generally speaking, if you get a band that sounds like this in your area, you probably like them. Um, right. It's a fun band. When you see them on a bill, you're like, oh, oh, sick, right? Right, um, for sure. And, and like, that's, it's one of those bands that if you're booking a show that you want to put on the bill, just if for no, you know, because you know kids will turn up and kids will have fun. Right. And also is like a good representation that, you know, Hey, we're not all shitheads in our city. Right. For sure. Yeah, for sure. This is, if we, this we is have like, some ripping stuff too. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If this is, if this is your local band, this is, this is a band that's definitely drawing kids. Kids are going off. Kids know the fucking words, right? Like this is, this is the band that you have close out, you know, you sandwich, you sandwich the touring band between another local and these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, 
kids stick around for them. They have a good time. And yeah, it, it, it puts a, it puts a good face on your, on your local scene. Yeah. Um, this is, yeah, this is music that is meant to be meant to be experienced live for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and I, and I've heard good things about the live show as well. Well, I'm looking at a picture, uh, the picture they have there and it looks like, uh, old boy, the vocalist cracked himself in the forehead with the mic. That's a classic move. I used to do that. I, I regularly had a bleeding forehead at shows. In fact, mm-hmm. the last, was it the last time we played when we played Caliente that mic was still being used and my old dried blood was still in the fucking, uh, still, still jammed into the fucking waffling on the, uh, on the cover. Yeah, I bled into that mic many, many times myself. Yeah, that that mic is um, a petri dish of uh, of uh, it's 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 a petri dish of just um, I guess uh, abhorrent miasmal funk. That uh, that mic is patient zero for coronavirus. Yeah, it might be, I, dude. I fucking hate using house mics when we go on tour for that fucking reason. Oh, for sure, dude. Bring in, bring in your own mic is the fucking move. Yeah, it's just, you know, if, if you don't already do it, you should. Because yep. every, every single time that I have gone on tour and used a house mic, I have gotten sick. Straight every on. goddamn time. Yep. It doesn't help that I that I just about swallow the mic when I'm fucking playing, too. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. You know. Uh, but, yeah, that was really solid. Uh, I, I can I can definitely understand why kids are into this. It's a lot of fun. I would uh, I would very much like to book that band and see it live. Um, beyond that, I don't have a whole lot to say about it. No. It's just it's uh, it's good, fun, fast, hardcore with uh, with fun mosh parts. Yeah. Can't go wrong. It's a, it's, it's a good it's it's a good one to go out on. Right. Indeed. After right. I fucking got up on my high horse and 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 talked about uh, uh, talked about uh, you know Leto Atreides and his uh, his his iron grip upon my fucking psyche, um, you know it's it's nice to go out on uh, just a, a fun little ditty about choking someone to death. <laughs> it- that it is so i guess we can uh maybe do some do some housekeeping and then uh then call it for the night yeah let's do it so uh if you want to submit some music to us go ahead and do so at demo listen podcast at gmail.com if you want to join the patreon you can do so for uh five dollars and up we'll get you access to all the patreon content ten dollars and up we'll get you access to physical goods we're working on uh, commissioning it a t-shirt so if you're in the ten dollar patreon tier and you've been waiting on something it should be coming to you uh sometime within in the next couple months i'm going to reach out to a homie of mine here uh pretty soon commission him to to do some art so you'll get that mm. free if you're in the ten dollar over tier and then we'll have some that people can buy so you can and- head to oh i'm sorry go ahead I'm going to say, and, and uh, yeah, they'll be available beyond just like the $10 tier, obviously. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If you want to buy one, you can do so. And um, uh, if, you're Cass- if, you, if you're Cassidy McGinley or know her, um, uh, I guess you weren't interested in making dozens of dollars because uh, we hit you up and you never got back to us. We did. We hit up we we hit up Cassidy McGinley through two different channels and didn't get back to her. And she she evidently doesn't uh, doesn't want to do commissions right now. But uh, hey, we tried. We really like your artwork. So and we we hope you're that, all right, and we hope you're you're still out there churning out uh, cool stuff. In, indeed. So and if if, wanna... if um he wins in November, you can get fucked too. Fuck you. You can fucking <laughs> eat a, you can fucking eat a bullet. Who gives a shit? <laughs> 
but but in the meantime, if you if you want to join the Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. Um, depending on how the election goes, we might only have a handful of months left of the podcast. So get in while you can. Um, and then uh, last but not least, if you want to call and li- leave us a message, we'll uh, as soon as we, we rack up a few again, we'll tackle messages. Um, it's 260-222-8341. Um, if you like the show, yeah, hell, even if you don't like the show, uh, leave us a rating and review on your chosen podcatcher. Helps uh, helps boost some visibility. Um, uh, we got some new Patreon, uh, Patreon subscribers. We do. We have a couple new ones. Um, first up, we have got Dawson Jenkins. Shout out to Dawson. Thank you very much. Uh, we also have Chad Schofstall. I don't know if that's how you pronounce your name, but that's how it looks phonetically. So that's what I'm going to say. Nope. Both at the $5 tier. Thank you very much. We appreciate your patronage. We got a new Patreon episode that we recorded yesterday. I'll have it edited it up this week. Um, beyond that, um, unless you want to wish death on all of us again, I think that's uh, that pretty much does it for this episode. No, I, th- I think that I've made myself perfectly fucking clear. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> Fuck the world. Fuck everything, right? Indeed. We'll, uh, we'll see you next time.